and welcome to the Sleep Fat Matter podcast, where I talk about sleep apnea, weights, and mental health. So I'm Matt. I'm fat, and I like to sleep. Welcome to episode four. Today we're going to be talking about sleep apnea and how it's treated. So more introduction to sleep apnea, basic terms and acronyms, what they mean. Hopefully give you a greater understanding of what the treatments are and hopefully encourage you to get it checked out yourself. So thank you for for joining me. I'm Matt, as I've said already. I'm a retired photographer, business owner, a godfather, a husband, I'm a son, a brother and a pretty good friend, I'd like to think. Thank you for joining me and I hope you enjoy the episode. What is sleep apnea? So sleep apnea is a potentially serious sleeping disorder. It is spelled two different ways. Doesn't help. Obviously sleep is only spelled one way. S-L-E-E-P. The apnea part, it can be spelled one of two different ways. And they're both accepted. It's A-P-N-O-E-A or A-P-N-E-A. So essentially we're just saying, do we have an O? after the N and before the E. So they're both pronounced the same way, both accepted, but depending how you Google, where you look, sums with the O, sums without the A. Okay, so that's straight off, off the bat. Next thing we're gonna talk about is obstructive sleep apnea. Now really, when we're talking about sleep apnea, we're really talking about obstructive sleep apnea, or I, I am at least. So. It's the more common form that occurs when your throat muscles relax. So, you know, when you snore, that's your muscles in your throat relaxing and the air going past them. A lot of people do it. No matter whether you're fat or thin, you can snore because because everything relaxes in your, in your throat. So, what obstructive sleep apnea means, or OSA, as it's sometimes called, is the O, obstructive, means there's an obstruction in the airway. Sleep is because it happens when you're asleep. And the apnea just means that you stop breathing. So that's your obstructive sleep apnea. We then have central sleep apnea. This occurs when your brain doesn't send proper signals to the muscles to control your breathing. So your heart takes... You breathe in and out, that's normal things your body does automatically. Sometimes your body doesn't remember, doesn't send the proper signals. They then have something called complex sleep apnea syndrome, also known as treatment in emergent central sleep apnea, which occurs when someone has both sleep apnea and central sleep apnea. So it sounds complex, it's complex for me to pronounce, but essentially it's a combination of obstructive sleep apnea and central sleep apnea. So it affects people of different sizes. Being overweight is a factor and losing weight will help, but it does affect people who are not overweight too. So maybe more prevalent in overweight people, but it does affect people who aren't necessarily overweight like myself. What is it? It's a scary unknown before before you find out what it is before you uh, dive into the do I have it, don't I have it, it's pretty scary because, you know, 
it might affect lots of parts of your life. But let's look, first of all, let's look at the symptoms. So the symptoms contain or include loud snoring, episodes in which you stop breathing during sleep, which be reported by another person. So like my wife noticed that when I was in bed asleep, I would stop breathing. Uh, or when I was sat in the chair dozing, I would stop breathing. I kind of, you know, what happens then? They notice the gasping for air during sleep because it, your throat closes over. You gasp for air. That kind of is what's waking you up. Uh, there's a bit more detail on that another time, but essentially you gasp for breath. You then have a dry mouth when you wake up in the morning. Sometimes you have a headache. Uh, if you've got difficulty staying asleep, so that's known as an insomnia. If you've got excessive daytime sleepiness, so that's called hypersomnia. Who knew that? Clearly, I've been Googling. You've got difficulty to pay attention while you're awake and irritability. Couldn't be like it myself. Don't ask my wife. She'll tell you I am. All the time. So what form do I have? I have obstructive sleep apnea. I now want to talk a little bit about the different terminologies we have within sleep apnea. So the first one, what is an apnea? It is simply when your throat closes completely and you stop breathing for a period of time. That period is 10 seconds or more. Uh, there also may be a dip in the oxygen level in your blood. Uh, conversely, what is a hypopnea? is if the airway in your throat narrow, that's called a hypopnea. So it hasn't closed completely, it's just narrowed. Uh, again, there may be a dip in the oxygen level in your blood. The main difference between an, an apnea and hypopnea, an apnea is where it closes and stops air. A hypopnea is when it restricts the amount of air. So hopefully that clears that bit up. The next one, you've got different terms. Now, some of them are more common, some of them are less common. So you've got an AI, that's an apnea index, and it's the number of apneas per hours of sleep. You've got a HI, which is a hypopnea index. It's the number of hypopneas per hour of sleep. This is a common one next, it's an AHI. Sounds like apnea hypopnea index, and it's a number of central, obstructive and hypopneas per hour of sleep you then also have an ohi which is an obstructive hypopnea index it's the number of apneas and hypopneas per hour of sleep but it doesn't include a central apnea and it's the one that's used by the sleep clinic so what do different scores mean well first of all you've got no apneas to less than five per hour is classed as none. You don't have sleep apnea. You've got mild, which is five or more, but less than 15 per hour. Then you have 15 or above, but less than 30 per hour. And severe is 30 or more per hour. Just to put that into some context, when I first started, my score was over 120. And my score now is less than 1% of that. So, you know, I've gone from very, very severe down to what's classed as none or minimal, which is brilliant. It has changed my life. Next one. Why do you feel tired? 
your brain will start you breathing again. Some people wake up briefly, others are not aware of what's happening. Breathing restarts with a gasp or a grunt and some movement. Now, why does that happen? Your body releases uh, adrenaline to shock yourself into breathing uh, again. So essentially it wakes you up. So you're actually not getting into that deep sleep because you're constantly being awakened. So that's why you feel tired. Um, so once you've had a breath, you've shot yourself into breathing, your body relaxes again, and you go back to sleep, and your throat closes, and you stop breathing again. And so the cycle goes and goes and goes. So these frequent arousals disrupt your sleep, and so you can, can feel very sleepy during the, the day. That's why you feel tired. What's the difference between normal breathing and obstructive sleep apnea, or OSA? In normal breathing, air can travel freely to and from the lungs through your airways during sleep. In obstructive sleep apnea, your airway collapses, stopping air from traveling to and from your lungs, and it just disturbs your sleep. Quote for that, I want to just simply say, it's simple and painless to get checked. So get it done, you know, there's no, no need not to get checked. Topic number two, how is CPAP apnea treated? Well, once you're diagnosed, I was given a machine to keep my airway open using something called constant positive airway pressure, or CPAP, because we all have acronyms. So uh, using a positive airway pressure machine or PAP machine, that was set up by the sleep clinic. So it's diagnosed by the sleep clinic and it's set up by the sleep clinic. The amount of air that you have uh, going into you is measured for some reason, I don't know why, in centimeters of water pressure. I don't know why it's centimeters. I don't know why it's water pressure because it's air, but that's how it's measured. There are different types of PAP machine. They are, first of all, CPAP, stands for continuous positive air pressure. That's a fixed air pressure. So they decide how much air they want you to have going in and uh, that's what they use. So generally machines go up to 20 centimeters of water pressure. Um, you get an automatic PAP machine or APAP that's uh, gonna give you um, a pressure which is constantly adapting and adjusting. So it can go down as low as four and up as high as 20, and it adjusts accordingly. Also, it ramps up the pressure from a lower amount that you get to sleep. So for example, I've got mine set so that it starts off at five, and then by the 20, within 20 minutes, it goes up to however high it needs. So that's really useful. Next one you have BiPAP, so B-I-P-A-P, -P, or BPAP, same thing, it's bi-level positive airway pressure. So what this does is it has two different air pressure settings. So one for the inhalation, IPAP, and one for, and a lower pressure for your exhalation, EPAP. So dual settings allow the patient to get more air in and out of their lungs because with the first two, CPAP and APAP, you're breathing against the machine all the time. 
So if you've got a lot of pressure or if you're struggling, you know, that, that it can be easier with BiPAP because essentially when you're breathing in, it gives you higher pressure. We need to breathe out. It reduces that pressure coming in. So it makes it easier to breathe to breathe out. Last one is C-Flex. So similar to BiPAP therapy, in it offers pressure relief as a patient exhales. Pressure relief from C-Flex is not a fixed amount. So BiPAP maintains a set prescribed exhalation pressure, uh, whereas those who need uh, only a little pressure relief, a CPAP with C-Flex might be the right choice. So um, my machine is a dream station and it has lots of these settings where it can kind of act like a bit of all three, I suppose, but I don't go into those settings. I don't use it. I just use mine in AutoPAP setting. So um, I hope that clears it up. There's quite a few, but the main one that I use, like I said, is AutoPAP and it's a dream station. Next one, next uh, thing I want to talk about is the different types of breathing. So everybody breathes in and out of their mouth when they sleep. It's not going to be a shock to anyone. Some people breathe in and out of their nose and some people breathe out of their mouth and nose. So that will affect the type of mask that you can have because there's lots of different types. You have a full face that covers both the mouth and the nose. You have someone got a nasal pillow. Now that is where it rests onto your nose and some small tubes or the ends of tubes go into your nose. Best way I can explain this is it's similar to when you put earphones in your ear. It's like that sort of idea, but with prongs up your nose. So they go in a tiny bit and that's how you get the air. You've got a nasal cushion. Now that is a, essentially it's like a, um, an, a bag or of, of a, and with a slit in it. So it rests on your nose and you breathe in and out through this bag. So it can be more comfortable uh, to wear that. You have a nasal mask. That's kind of like a um, full face mask, but this just doesn't cover the mouth. So it looks very similar. It just looks like you cut the bottom off and it just goes around your nose in like a triangle shape. And that's how it goes. Then you have a hybrid mask. So this is one that my wife uses. It is essentially a full face but instead of going over like a triangle over your mouth and nose, it goes over your mouth and then it, there's a small hole at the top of it where it pushes against the bottom of your nose and that allows air to go in and out of your mouth or nose, um, depending on which one you use. Then have different size masks. So you've got small, medium, large, and they do a wide. Um, ResMed are great because they include a, they either do a fitting kit, which is multiple sizes, or they have size guides where you can go on their website, print them off, and then you cut out different shapes and you see how they line up with your nose. Helps you make sure you get the right size. And there are two main manufacturers uh, that I use. You've got Philips Respironics and you've got ResMed. So I use a Philips machine, but I tend to use ResMed masks. Just happens to be how it works. My supporting quote for that, it can be challenging to find the right solution, but if you persevere, it's definitely worth the effort. So it's not gonna necessarily be the first mask, it's not gonna mess be the right size, but don't struggle. If you struggle with CPAP, speak to your sleep clinic and tell them what's going on. I know Karen, my wife struggled with her mask. 
She spoke to them. They gave her this hybrid mask. And it is a complete game changer. She's sleeping a lot better. She's just getting someone so much better with it. So don't suffer in silence. Talk to somebody and they'll be able to help. So that comes near the end of the episode. As usual, describe in one sentence, what is sleep apnea? Well, it's a medical condition which can make you very tired because you stop breathing throughout the night. And how is sleep apnea treated? You use a, a machine and a mask to provide a positive air pressure which stops your airway collapsing and allows air to move freely in, in and out. So next episode, we're going to be doing part two of sleep apnea and me, my journey. We're going to be talking about my journey itself. Thanks for listening. I hope you've enjoyed it. Please subscribe to the show. Leave a comment. As always, keep it nice. Uh, you can request a show. You can ask a question. I hope it's been helpful. Take care and I'll, I'll see you next time.